Every single day I feel Artlist I.O. Every single day I feel the pleasure Double out the way, let's make it extra Working so my mother get a rest, yeah Working like I never know I'm blessed, yeah Every single day I feel the pressure Welcome back, welcome back, 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 uh, today's guest is no different. I, I ran into this guy in Instagram, just like, just hit it off right away. Cause I love what he's about. I love what he's studying and, and implementing and helping people with, and you're going to find out more about it as well. Adiyemi Yosoye is in the building. Did I say that right? Good. Adiyosoye. 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 Okay. It's all good. Oh, 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 wait a minute. So uh, Adiyemi is your first name, right? That, that is means, correct. And it means, what does it mean again? The crown fits me. It's Nigerian by origin. Me. That's right, yeah. man. Well, I don't know what my name means. So my parents didn't tell me that part, but like you, your, your parents did a great job man. because, you know, from the beginning <laughs> to me, from the beginning, if your parents, by the way, I'm not, no shade on my parents. I've wrote a book about them, Okay, <laughs> but, good man. but if from the beginning, if you have influence in your life, that just prepares you to be mm. what, what you can be, man, it's like phenomenal. And you told me in the green mm. room, um, I hope you don't mind me sharing it. Like you don't take nicknames because you, you the, the name that you've been given means a lot. Man, and, uh, there's a frequency to that. Yeah. There's a frequency yeah. that, and that's, there's actually a really interesting story about what happened with my identity. And we can get into that later on in the show, but my identity around naming and why I chose to keep that name. We can yeah, get into well, that let's, later. Let's, let's not forget that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this the right way here, though, because I don't want to forget to ask you the question that I start <laughs> to show with every time, because I, I do that all the time. But let me, let, me just, <laughs> let me just introduce everybody to you, or you to everybody here. Um, and, and, and we met on Instagram, like I said, and this is a very powerful way to meet people, guys. If you're intentionally, genuinely trying to connect and not spam people, like you can meet some of the most amazing people. I woke up this morning thinking to myself, like, I can't wait, one, to have this show. But not only that, like, who, am I gonna, who else am I going to meet today? Like, it's so, uh, like, unreal, the opportunities that you have if you set up a system of reaching out to people. So, you know, look, you're, you're into the energy, spiritual world, also with scientific and, and matching science and spirituality together and connecting them together. You coach eight-figure right. entrepreneurs, helping them find alignment and flow by tapping into the voice of their soul. You focus on plant medicines, business, quantum flow, manifesting, and trauma work, right? So with all that being said, what are you truly made of, Adiyemi? Honestly, brother, I thought about that coming in here. And what really hit me as you asked that question is a deep passion to live my most authentic life. That is what I consider my North Star right now. I'm made of the love of my parents. I'm made of being groomed in Africa. I'm made of, you know, the grit and the energy for life and all of that. But it really comes down to the constant, relentless pursuit of getting to my most authentic expression, whatever that is. And do you, would you define success as that? Is that what success means to you? You know, I see success in the different layers, right? For me, I actually see success as being the most spiritual, the most spiritually developed and materially developed as I can be, right? So for me, success is not just about material positions and possessions rather, but it's also about making sure that I achieve whatever my soul is here to accomplish on a purpose level. Now, there's so many different ways that's going to express itself. 
But that spiritual development I've found to be absolutely central to that feeling of success. Because whenever I've had the material success without that, it hasn't meant anything. It's actually been meaningless. Whenever yeah. I've had a yeah. spiritual connection into purpose, feeling like I'm doing what I'm here to do, that is what's given me the most peace, the most joy, and the most feeling of abundance than any piece of dollar paper bills has ever given me. So with that being said, what are you made of? Like, what do you feel like you're made of? <sighs> Honestly, if I go into that, if I go into myself, and it's, it's, a, it's a super simple but complicated question in itself, right? If I go into myself, the soft side would say I'm made of love. The other side would say, and I'm not going to answer the question directly, the other side would say really an unwavering commitment into the pursuit of my potential. That's, that's always going to come out of me every single day. It doesn't matter what you put me in. That unwilling and unrelentless pursuit of that is always going to show up every single day. However you define that and whatever word you put on that, I'll leave that to you. Okay. <laughs> and I the like thing it. is to do that with love. <laughs> it's to be unrelentless with love. So let's talk about potential. Isn't potential a moving target? You know, it is a moving target. But also, if you look at the world as a whole, we're in an infinite universe. It's constantly expanding. I think the rate of expansion of the universe is some billion kilometers every single year, right? The universe's goalpost is always expanded. And I like to connect our life and my life as an individual to the universe, where if my life is not in alignment with how the universe operates, then I'm out of alignment. If the universe is constantly expanding, my potential is constantly expanding. My goal is to try to keep up at that pace of the potential expanding, because you get there, yes, it goes forward, but that's what you're meant to do. We're here to expand. So yes, it is a moving target, which is why I am relentless in pursuing it. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, man. I love it. And you know, like I feel like most fulfilled when I'm going after it. You know, and it's uh, now let me let me talk to you about this part. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I really want to add something to that. You feel most fulfilled when you're going after it. I believe it was, I think, Myron Golden or someone who said this, where if you look at the Bible, it says in the beginning, there was the word and the word was God and the word was God. And God started creating. The first thing God did was creating. And the whole thing we know about creation, right? If you want to go at it from the Christian sect, you have a cross in your neck. God creates. When you're in that creative mode where you are chasing things and you're going after stuff and creating, that's when you're closest to God. That's when you're evolving in the closest alignment to that frequency. And that's what brings that feeling of fulfillment because now you're tapping into your potential. 100%. We were made in his image. Yeah. And what does image entail? It's not just the appearance of something, but it's also like what he does. And, you know, so I Absolutely. love this. So I, we, we can dive more into this stuff in a second, but I want to I get cool. into how you grew up, where you grew up, what's your story? Everybody's got a story. What's your story? I was born in Nigeria, brother. I was born to a military father who was a captain in the Nigerian army, went to war, um, was super successful in his own right in many ways. And I grew up in a home with three brothers or two brothers, actually one sister. We're super close group of people, really, really tight knit. And I stayed there for about 16 years, went to school there, was grounded in this philosophy on family, on integrity, and on, again, going after life because my father was that military figure in the home, right? So he was super tough. And 
it's one of those things where compared to my friends and the different people I grew up around, probably wasn't as, they weren't as tough as my dad was, right? Strict, very direct in how we, how we grew us up, really focused on, on principles. I spoke to him the other day recently and he talked, was telling me about how he joined the Daily Stoic and how he's committed to this Stoic philosophy. So I grew up around that strength, deep masculinity, while my mom was also quite feminine, was, was a supporter of the home on a spiritual level, right? So it was a really interesting mix between father's masculine, hardcore, mother's softness. And that is one thing that I've seen translate very deeply into my life in how I show up now. So I grew up there. Then I spent some time in the U.S., studied mechanical engineering back in the States, then moved over to Germany and the UK. So I've just kind of gone around to different places, man. Born and bred, though, Africa. And there's something about being born in Africa and being at the cradle of where life really started, right? And also having a lot of warmth. (laughs) Yeah, I've I've never been. I have to to figure it out. But where where should I visit first if I ever want to go to Africa? I would want to say Nigeria. Yeah. Um, I would say go South Africa first. I don't know if, unless you know someone in Nigeria, I probably wouldn't say go there. It's, it's a safe place. It's good in its own right. It's amazing. Best food, best people, best culture, best dance, a lot of the Afrobeats and the music you see in the world. I yeah. don't think there's any other culture in the world that's as deep as Nigerian culture specifically. From a safety standpoint, probably want to explore places like South Africa, Rwanda, there are a lot of beautiful up and coming places coming. But if you want deep culture and you know someone there, You've got to go to the motherland. It's the heart of Africa. It's the biggest. It's the most amazing and dense culture in the world, in my opinion. I, well, I love Afrobeats, by the way. <laughs> so, then you can't. I, can't, I mean, you know, like when you hear the something, cradle. the first time you hear something, you're like, yeah, <laughs> this, yeah, I'm, I'm on with this. Yeah, yeah. I mess that's with the it. thing about Nigerian culture for me, right? It's, it's culture that's it's really a frequency based thing. Once you hear Afrobeats, like you said, you just go, huh, that's really well put together. That is actually yeah. a lot of the Afrobeats you hear from the tribe called the Yoruba Kingdom. That's where I'm from. And it's in the moves. It's in the food. It's in, it's in everything. So that essence yeah. you hear in Afrobeats, brother, that's how we grew up. That's how we connect. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So then, okay, so then cool. you came to the United States. When did you start getting into quantum? Like what, 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 what got you? There's got to be a moment. There was a catalyzing moment where you're like, whoa, man, this is like because yeah, I don't think we all grew up with it right away. I think there's some experience that we have or, or, and then and the reason I'm asking this is because what I noticed is we can, we can cause and create. We talked about this already. Yeah. And I talk about this a lot when we cause and create something. Most of the time we forget about the things we did to cause and create it good and Correct. bad. And we put it on something else, the responsibility onto something else. And if it's good, we put it up on this pedestal. Yep. And we're like, wow, and, and think that we really had nothing to do with it. And it's sitting up on this pedestal, and then we take away our f- power that we have to do it again yes. in the future, yes. right? So when we start to st- see this, and then we start to see and have a good memory of what we did to create this good thing or bad thing, then we gives us more control, right? So what was the catalyzing moment uh, for you? When, when did something change for you where you started noticing it tapping into this? I'm going to be really honest. I didn't have that one moment where a penny dropped for me. And one of the reasons is growing up in Nigeria, my family were quite spiritual already, right? I remember probably when I was 12 years old, right? I started getting books from my father on 
different things in meditation on how to create. I believe it was three, the three, word, three magic words by U.S. Anderson was one of the books he gave me really, really early on. So my philosophy on life, and I also grew up on conspiracy theories, right? My dad was in the army, so he knew a lot of the stuff that was going on behind the scenes. And he got me really clued up on conspiracy theories and the hidden hand behind everything that we see in terms of organization in the world. So that always had me, I always was a divergent thinker in that sense. And over the years, since I was 12 years old, actually even, yeah, since I was about 12 years old, I just kept reading those books. I just kept going deeper and deeper. I would say about 12 years ago was when I started taking things into my own hand and really starting to test the process. There was never a moment where I went, oh, I was creating this way, thinking everything is through hard work, but there wasn't some other force around because we grew up around God, we grew up around Christianity and all of these different things. That said, 12 years ago, when I was in the States, what started to happen for me was really saying, right, I believe in this, but I've never put it to the test as much. Now let's go deeper into actually trying to create, into the meditations, into the manifestations. I played around with that for a few years, and it was really when I was in Germany, actually one of the moments that comes up where I manifested something directly was at a point where, you know, my life, we, we, we had quite a lot of money growing up, and when I was in the States, the economy of Nigeria crashed. Literally, the family went completely broke. I ended up being a cleaner in Germany, right? So I started cleaning floors in Germany, and I remember at the time, I still had this girlfriend I was speaking to, and... I was a little bit frustrated and I was walking, I got home and I said, Hey, you know, I want to, I want to get a job at Adidas. I want to start working at a shoe store, whatever. Right there and there, I applied for the job. Three days later, I got the job. I went, huh, that's weird. A month into the job at Adidas, I was working. Someone told me to be quiet and tie shoelaces. And I got pissed off at that. I thought you could multitask. I mean, come on, how hard could it be? And right there, I sat there, I got home and I said to a friend of mine, I'm going to get a different job. It's going to be 10 times better than this one. I'm not going to go to the job. It's going to come to me and it's going to completely blow my mind. He was like, what are you talking about? You have to apply and blah, blah, blah. A week later, I'm heading out of the, the train station in Tausentinienstrasse in Berlin. And I come out and I get a call from a friend of a friend who was happening to open a real estate, a logistics real estate shop in Berlin. And he wanted someone to essentially help them sell to British companies who would want to create a subsidiary, a logistics subsidiary in Berlin to avoid Brexit implications. Potential earnings in that job, $250,000. That same week, I had my own office in Berlin, right? Down the road from where I was at Adidas. Completely changed my whole game. Literally 10x'd my flow at that point, right? So that, that was one of the moments where I looked back and I went, wow, I declared this into the universe of exactly what I want. Remember how specific that was. It's going to come to me. I'm not going to go to it. And it's going to be X, Y, Z. And I saw the hand. And that's one of the things you talked about where sometimes we create things, but we don't realize it. And one of the most important things for me is to have the awareness to see how things happen, to make sure you're constantly connecting that dot, because that's going to strengthen your belief in what you're doing. And it's going to allow you to continually trust the process, even when it looks like it's not about to manifest. Yeah. Yeah. So why, why stop at the 10 times thing? Why stop to where we stop sometimes? Like, why are we not asking for more or manifesting more? It's interesting. I just had a conversation about this actually extensively today, funny enough. And when I tell people to 
especially when you start manifesting and you're going for what you want. I actually advise people, start manifesting anywhere from three to 10 times wherever you are right now. If you push beyond that, oftentimes your own disbelief kicks in, right? Because life really occurs as a pendulum. If you push your pendulum too far to one side, you're just going to increase the resistance on the other side and you are not going to believe that goal, right? So if you can't handle, someone might be making, I don't know, $200,000 a year. And if you 20X that, that's $4 million. They might not be able to even conceive themselves at that level. Another thing to this, which is why trauma work and the deeper work is so important, is nervous system calibration. I've gotten to a point now where I can charge a hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars for coaching with me. And the change that allows me to be able to say I can coach at this level and deliver results is actually doing a lot of nervous system work and removing the trauma from my body that actually allows me that when I say that, that I calibrate at this frequency and with these clients, eight figure entrepreneurs, I no longer feel disbelief in my body. Whereas before, when I hadn't done the work and I said, hey, I want to coach at this level, I immediately didn't believe myself. Right. And that frequency, when you have that disbelief, it transfers to the person in front of you immediately, right? This is the quantum field. So a big part of it is actually a person's nervous system container and whether or not deep down they've calibrated their body at a level that can hold that frequency 10 times above where they are, whether they have the mental belief. So it's physical body structure and uh, nervous system capability. It's mental, the mental belief deep within and the programming. And then it's also that spiritual side, whether they actually aligned with doing that or not. So for me, yeah. I typically tell people three to 10, man, that's what I look for. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can relate to this because I have feedback that I get. Uh, when I go to Miami sometimes and I go to some of the amazing places in Miami and and then I'm I'm on a yacht somewhere and or yep. I'm in LA somewhere and it's just like blowing me away. Like I get this I get this feedback, like it's like almost like a guilt thing or yep. like you're not supposed to be here kind of thing. Yeah. And that's what you're talking about, that feedback. And you got like I recognize that and I'm like, wait a minute, that's lie. That's bull like that's it's not it's not real. That's just something that's and, and so that that helps me, but I do get that. And you know what else? This is like, this is huge for people to hear. When I started growing my business and I started delegating mm. to scale, mm. right? I'm such a worker. I, I grew up in construction, working, laboring, work, yeah. hard work, right? That when I delegate and it frees up my time, I buy time from other people and leverage other people's time, right? Yeah. And it frees me up. I, when I first started this, I, and, I, and I'd be able to go golf and network and do the things I like and then like enjoy working, right? I feel guilty. Hmm. And, and, and I'd be like, man, I'm supposed to be working. I'm not supposed to be enjoying work. Work's not supposed wow. to be enjoyable, right? And I think a wow. lot of people go through this. And it, and it keeps them into that thing where they got to feel like they got to do something that's unenjoyable to feel like they're working and being productive. Wow. So, uh, yeah, that, I can relate to that. I have a lot of that too, right? And because I've started really growing my business, growing the team members. And you can really just see, this is one of the reasons why I love business so much right? For me, I see business as the ultimate conduit to deeper spiritual evolution, right? Every single aspect of the spiritual journey and the things you need to do in terms of working on your system, nervous system calibration, all of the different things you mentioned of actually getting to change your mental beliefs. I just see the business as a vehicle that allows you to really spot it, especially oh, yeah. if you can pay attention like you did to when that happens. And when you go, huh, I really can't, I'm freeing up my time and I feel guilty about being free. What is that? Now, all of a sudden, the business has introduced you to the next level on your journey. 
right? Yep. And you go through this whole emotional thing. And as you go through that work, you level up. The next level brings a deeper level of you. So the higher you go in business, the deeper the work you get to do on yourself, which is why when you look at really high caliber leaders, not just on the material level, but also who have aligned spiritually, they are so well developed that you are in their presence and it's just, wow, this person has yeah. gone through so many levels of development. So I love it yeah. for that. And totally, man. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm in a, in a situation now, I mean, I've, I've done eight figures, um, in the mortgage real estate space, exited mm -hmm. that and got out of it to start yeah. this brand that I have now to go and do it and get to nine figures now. Like it's like, yeah. but, but you know, like I wanted to talk about this next and, and see what kind of uh, experience you've had with this. But like, sometimes you have to go backwards to go forward and propel yourself. Right. And so now like it takes a lot of, uh, when I, when I went through this situation, I felt like I, w I went from making X amount of dollars to nothing while I was yeah. building this brand. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's, and it's, it's a, uh, it's a humbling experience if you don't keep the end picture or where you're going in mind. Yes. Right. Because you're in the middle of a sentence of your story. Oh, I love this. Right. And you're not, you're not focused on the, the, the story itself. You're focused on this little present time problem. Mm. And, uh, I went through that. I felt like, I, I don't want to say, I guess embarrassed sometimes I'm like, man, I I went from making this to this and I'm not making anything out. But then I started saying, I got to focus on the end. I got to focus on the story, you know? So yeah, I'd love to hear your comments are you, on that. Are, are you still in the middle of that right now? You, you no, I've gotten back to uh, an income level now and it didn't take yeah. that long actually. Um, but uh, yeah, but I'm not, I'm not like to the nine figures yet, but, but yeah, I got you. I'm going to get there. You. No worries. Me too. We're going to, we're going to see you there. Oh so, yeah, no doubt. Two, two things come up here and I, I get so excited about this because I just went through that process purposefully. I had my most successful months in business in October and November, and then December went to almost zero. And that was intentional because the way I think, I, I love this concept of the seven hermetic principles, right? And I take the seven hermetic principles and it's one of the things I base a lot of my work on because it's the laws of creation that governs the whole universe. And my idea is, right, if these are the laws that govern God's creation and govern the whole universe, then they have to govern business and everything else we do in some permutation and combination. So the two laws that I see really applicable here for me was, right, my business went through specifically that, where I had to take a step backwards to go forwards, because I realized that as much as we were scaling up and we're being super successful, attracting massive leaders, right, I'm talking massive leaders. As much as we're doing that, a part of why I made the business to have the freedom, to have the ability to actually enjoy what I was doing was getting sucked out of me because I hadn't spent time building the systems. Now, that for me is the law of gender, right? Masculine and feminine in every single thing. For any piece of creation, there needs to be masculine and feminine. In business, the feminine is typically that part of you that wants to go play golf and network and meet people and be in this abundant, energetic state. The masculine is the system. So if you go do all of your work and networking and connecting with individuals on the golf course and you don't have a system to convert them, you can't create. For me, I realized my system was off. I had to pull back and go into that. The other law that comes up is the law of rhythm. Everything that goes up must come down. The thing with the law of rhythm, though, is before, especially when you're going for your main mission, before things get good, they typically get bad. Now, what a lot of people try to do is they try to delay that process where things go down, right? And they delay it. And what happens is they just essentially go into a slow death over time. 
What I like to do, and probably what you did, is to go, right, what do we need to do? And I want to accelerate that down curve as fast as possible yeah. so I can get to the high highs, right? So I, I connect with that strongly because I've just done similar. And I like to look at the laws and go, right, yes, you do need to pull back in certain instances because sometimes as an arrow, you just have to pull the arrow back for it to launch forward. And you need to recognize when you do that. Yeah, yeah, I love it. All right, let's talk about the uh, powers in this world that know which ones well well the ones that know the 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 quote-unquote secret right they know they understand quantum they understand and but they keep it from everybody or they discount it or they program people against it because they understand yes. that you can truly create cause and create whatever you want in this world and how should people be able to like how how can people overcome it like what i'm talking about is you know they don't call television program radio programming programming for nothing I, right I and and so i know that i know what the deal is i know i have friends in the music industry and yep. some made it some haven't okay. some have friends have made it and they see what it takes okay. to actually do it and uh you know i don't i don't know if i really have a question here but i just want to hear your thoughts on this like you know is there something too that we don't know that some people know that there's real true even further power that we individually can have that they don't want anybody to know about because it could also be a bad thing too. You Fault. know, the, the, <laughs> this is, this is a whole rabbit hole, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm in a bunny mood today. So the thing here is really the law of 1%, the square root of 1%. If you get the square root of 1% of a population to vibrate in a particular frequency, right? If that's the only frequency that's concentrated, it would affect the entire population. This has been proven and this has been tested in some of the wars that happened where they got certain individuals, the square root of 1% of a warring population to focus on peace and meditate on peace. And for the first time, the day they started doing that meditation, the bombing stopped. They stopped meditating the next day, the bombing started. They started again on the third day, the bombing resumed, right? If you get the square root of 1% to, to vibrate at any frequency, now you can see why you have radio programming. So I don't watch TV, right? Now you see why they have that radio programming, because they understand at a very deep level manipulation and how to coerce free will. I believe strongly that if we don't give our consent to the media programming that's going on, right? I believe firmly that if we don't give our consent as a collective, they can't make any change to the structure of our lives. But because they are so good at it on a media level, it's super easy to get the 1% to vibrate at a particular frequency, right? So, of course, that also links directly to food, by the way, right? We can't talk about this whole thing of vibration and connecting into power if we don't speak about food and what's going on with men and testosterone levels and hormone levels and things of the sort, right? So what do they know? I do think they understand specifically the power of everybody. And I do think each person here is way more powerful than they can ever imagine. I'm talking being able to pull things out of the quantum field and create change. But they weaken a lot of individuals through food, which is why for me, I'm only an organic food. I'm really, really picky about my hormone levels, what's going on on my testosterone, especially for men, because if your testosterone levels are low, and this is, go look up the history of Kellogg, right? And how Kellogg was created to actually reduce people's testosterone levels. As a man specifically, if your testosterone levels are low, 
your ability to create and hold a frequency of high authenticity, which is your highest frequency, and create in your life significantly goes down. So yes, I think there's a whole hidden hand here. I spent a lot of time going down conspiracy rabbit holes. I don't know how deep you want to go into it, but for me, there is a power. And I think it's high time everybody believes in their own power that they would not be such a massive machination of industry focused on deadening the potential of a human being on a pharmaceutical level, on a food and drug level, on a media level, on a cognitive level. Spiritual level? Be that, on a spiritual level, of course. There wouldn't be that big a machination targeted at human beings if the opposite wasn't true. 100%. Right? Because it's I just polarity. Said that the other day. So if that's so big, then what you need to think about is the power in you is equal to that, especially because you are the witnesser. Right? So it's not even the power of the collective is equal to their collective. I really see it as you as an individual, because you are the witnesser. This is the whole thing with non local reality in quantum physics. They just won the Nobel Peace Prize for that. If yep. you are the witnesser, then yep. none of this exists without you. So all of this exists because you exist to witness it. As a result of that, that power is equal to your power. Yeah. Yep. And that 100%. is the activation I think we're looking for. Yes. And each individual person, since they are the witnesser or the, or the uh, uh, perceiver, right? The mm -hmm. perceiver of things, and they can cause and create their own universe, literally based on the perceptions. Yes. And we all have that responsibility to do that. And... Yeah, I mean, no, so I love this stuff. All right, what, I, I have like <laughs> limited time with you today, so I just want to make sure I'm hitting on a couple, couple topics. Um, That's cool. The last thing I want to talk about is um, future for you. Like, what what are you like? What's the vision right now? Like, where are you going? And if I, you know, could snap my fingers and make it happen, what does that look like for you? The future that I really look forward to is a hundred and something years from now, looking back and seeing a billion lives that I have actually impacted directly, right? You know what? A billion, that's a lot of numbers. 20,000 lives that have absolutely transformed in terms of their potential. That would fill me on a deeper level. The thing I'm really creating in this life right now is a space for leaders to come together and be our more authentic self and be able to go on the journey where they merge business success with spiritual success. For me, that's extremely important. And if I can die after helping thousands, millions, and billions of people get to a higher state of authenticity and birth their potential in this world, I'm super happy with that. How does that translate? That translates into plant medicine ceremonies for super high caliber leaders. That translates to container of authenticity where these people come in and we go to a deep. One of the things that really irks me in life is how in business, for some reason, we're not authentic. We've been told to really hide our most authentic, powerful self and show a veneer, right? I don't, I broke out of my corporate world because of that specifically. So for me, it's how do I create a space where these leaders can tap into their deepest authenticities and bring that forward in their life and hold the space for that? Because when I see that happen, the connection you feel is so palpable. Now, when you take that into the plant medicine work that I do, even next level. So for me, helping individuals on that journey of transformation, where they can do exactly what we talked about, of uh, tapping into the quantum field, changing the whole body chemistry so they can hold the frequency of higher 
amount of money, success, and all of that, not out of ego, but out of love, it's a totally different ballgame. And that, for me, is what I'm looking to achieve. Now, last question, I promise. Uh, what, do, could, does, has there any been ever been people that have bad journeys with the plant medicine? So I've had some really complicated journeys with plant medicine. There's a specific, how much can I share on this show? Well, you can share whatever you want. But like, for cool. example, like, uh, you know, things that they, when they come out of it, they're worse off. That's kind of like the question, you know. Understood. That can happen if it depends on the container, right? First of all, with plant medicine, there needs to be significant screening beforehand, right? In terms of where a person is at a mental level. Now, the plant medicine I, I typically work with is called 5-MeO-DMT. It's called Bufo. It's a really potent, high-frequency medicine. I've never seen anyone go in and not experience, because basically when you take that medicine, you're experiencing non-dual reality. And you go from believing in your power, the power we just talked about, to feeling it in yourselves and knowing that power in you. I have not seen anyone who's had issues with that. There can be risk if someone does have complications or they're on um, prescriptive drugs and prescriptive antidepressants and things of the sort. So there are some contraindications to that. But generally speaking, the way I see it is the sets, the setting, the screening. Individuals need to be screened. This is Plant medicine is not something that I host for monetary reasons, right? When you see the transformation, it's a very different person that comes out of that room in terms of alignment. But you do want to be very careful of who you put in there in that. However, for the most part, these are plants. These are natural compounds, right? These are things that exist in the world as a whole. And for me, I've had safe experiences. I've gone deep. I've come out with a lot to process. That's what needs to get processed. So I don't see any bad trips. I just see a lot of stuff to process. And because you don't see colors dancing around and instead you have emotions of the inner child that you've locked in the closet, that's actually a gift because now you know exactly what you need to work on. And that happened for me. I'll tell you this gotcha. really quickly. I went through mine and I saw the situations of sexual abuse and toughness and a lot of the traumas I experienced growing up. And I felt where that was in my body. When I processed that, my entire life shift. It shifted immediately. Where I say that was a bad trip, I would say that was a blessing. If you can yeah, do the work. And do you believe that it's all from this lifetime? Or do you believe that, that we carry memories and traumas from past? Because cells carry through, uh, you know, and maybe have memories. Do you memories. believe that? I, man, listen, I, you know, I've done a lot of studying and, and from what I understand and just to keep the more and more I understand about, you know, obviously we're created by our parents is DNA and right. Yes. And, and, and there's got to be some energy that carries through from that. There is. And I believe cells have memories. They do. So I don't, I don't know that we have lives where we're like, I don't know the answer necessarily, but I don't know if we have a spirit that's in another body and past lives that way. I don't understand that that way. I understand it from like trauma and memories and energy frequencies that come through our DNA and cells into us. That's, that's what I'm, I don't know. I don't know the answer. So I, I can anchor this because we can see there's actually from both sides, right? You can see it from the angle of multidimensional beings and what happens in the lives and the concentration of forces. This is called the ray of consciousness. I believe it's called uh, the rays of light and the way we, the way light creates in the field. Anyway, in regards to the parent side of things, the DNA actually stores 14 generations worth of data. Right. And 
we now know with epigenetics that as you go, as we have this podcast, we're encoding something in our DNA. So if your father had a tendency to smoke at 25 to 30, you would have a tendency to smoke at 25 to 30 and a reduced tendency to smoke after 30 because that's the epigenetic cycle. So yes, there's a lot with past lives. I've actually experienced some of mine and I felt things that happened to me on my physical body. It depends on how deep someone wants to go. But there is proof on a scientific side of things that, yes, you do carry that 14 generations worth of data. So that, if you think about it on a DNA level, and there is something about how the DNA actually expresses into the world and this whole thing of the mirror of consciousness, it's actually encoded in the numbers of life. And if you think about the DNA as a sequence of numbers, the one over X of that, the inverse in the world, the representation, is actually a series of patterns that loops which I can show you the code of this, brother. It's freaking amazing. Robert Edward Grant talks about this. And when you see it that way, all of a sudden, DNA has 14 generations of data. DNA projects data to cause a pattern, right? In the world, the subconscious pattern that we face, you then get to repeat those cycles over time and go through a process. There's actually a four-step process you can take to break out of that pattern and go into what's called divine harmonious frequency, the frequency of turns out 1.618, the God number, in which case you have harmonious flow. So yes, there are many layers to this. Of course, I want to deep dive into this because I love this stuff. Um, but it's super fascinating how this science and spirituality are starting to converge because they are one and the same thing. And now they're meeting in the world of the quantum realm and they're starting to prove themselves. And it's really beautiful to see that. Yeah, well, look, we could go deep. We could spend hours on this and maybe we will later on. Uh, I'm, I'm planning on opening up some Twitter spaces, X spaces here coming yes. soon. And um, I would like to have some rooms talking about this. So, you know, we'll connect on that. And uh, have you been on spaces at all? I haven't. Twitter hasn't been my thing. I'd love to have you on an Instagram live. Um, I feel yeah, we like can we do that. Dive a little bit deeper yeah, we can do that. how you created business and all of that. Happy to join a space. Right now, for me, I think there's a whole message that we have to get out there. And I want leaders to really get to feel their power. Nothing is as beautiful as thinking about something, designing it in your mind, two days later, seeing it manifest and knowing that you did that because you activated yeah. yourself. I had, I had my friend Anthony Ricciardi on the uh, show yesterday and he's an, yeah. an artist and he paints. And I talked about the fact that like, this is a prime example of imagination coming out onto mm. a canvas. Mm. So what's the difference between that and architecture business, relationships, all of that stuff. Mm. So, Eddie, I mean, listen, man, I, I, I've, I can go on and on and on with you, but let me like ask you this. Where's the best place for people to you know, connect with you? Is it Instagram or where, where's the best place? Instagram for sure. Adiyemi, Adi Osoye. Um, there are several programs that I have there that everyone can check out. Um, I'm sure you're going to put the title of my Instagram directly on mm -hmm. Uh, podcast. That's the fastest, easiest way to reach out to me. You have my programs there, the Soul School and some of the other retreats I run, which actually I'm running two retreats, one of them in Tulum and one of them in Portugal. Six leaders only, six entrepreneurs, plant medicine, real deep dives. The one thing I want to leave your audience with, and it's something that's really changing my whole life at the moment, is if there's one thing that you do after this podcast is to try to be 1% more authentic today. Authenticity is your strongest frequency. And if you, instead of walking into a room, hiding parts of you and putting on a veneer in your life, instead, if you walk into any room, any relationship, 
any business contact and speak the truth of you that you do not want to speak and you share the parts of you that you want to hide, I promise you, you will form better connections. You will speed through the quantum field and you will manifest a lot faster because you would have led with your truth. That is your strongest thing. If you do that today, please try to anybody listening. You're just going to see that shift. That's where the power is at, man. Let that be. Let that be, folks. My man, Adiemi, is in the building. Thank you so much for being here. Hang tight while I wrap this up, brother. Thank you, brother. Deep love. All right, guys. You guys have been listening to What Are You Made Of here with your boy C-Rock in that one studio. Until next time, I'm going to continue to bring you great guests. Until next time, be that one. I don't find my purpose. Yeah, but I won't do that twice and make me nervous. Let's get to work, yeah. I'm like, check one, check two, gonna get a